This week's episode comes with a gigantic content warning for uh, ableist terminology and inclusion surrounding disability. Um, and if you're new to the show, we talk about things when they're bad. So we forgot to set up this uh, segue last week, but... Um, like all of our previous <laughs> yes, <laughs> week-to-week segues, which we generally speak. <laughs> um, but one of the shows Apple... I don't even know if tease is the right word for it. One of the shows Apple mentioned in their event last week is called C, um, spelled S-E-E, and it is about a post-apocalyptic population where, for whatever hand-wavy reasons, um, people don't have a sense of sight. That's an interesting concept for an entire television show the star of this who was on stage um stars i should say um are not blind or i imagine that most of the cast that hasn't been named yet because i checked all the cast that has been named uh isn't either and this is a thing that just keeps happening in hollywood which is that you take a story about a disability and you fill it with able-bodied actors and it all seems like a cynical award grab. And it usually is. Because exactly. people are like, yeah. wow, isn't this such great acting? This person who's not deaf is playing a deaf person. Like, I don't know. I don't know that it's better acting than a deaf actor would have done. Very probably not. Like, it would certainly be more a more authentic performance yeah. if somebody with the disability being portrayed, I don't know, portrayed the person with the disability. Now, as, as so <laughs> I, I recently watched all of Glee for reasons we won't get into. Uh, it's cute, whatever, I like the singing. The first three seasons were fine. There's no shame in that. <laughs> um and notably they had a character with down syndrome played by an actress with down syndrome because they exist yeah so the right way to handle these characters is um the right way you handle any other character (laughs) which is that right you let them be their themselves and whatever is different about them um either defines the character or not as appropriate and you either ignore that or not as appropriate. Like, I think we're finally past the point where, like, you know, um, we're almost not, though. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, black people are like the black guy in the show. But like, there's also an overcorrection where it's like, wait, can can we have the black character like basketball? Is that OK? Right. <laughs> and it's like. Uh, you know, it, just pretend like they're a regular person, right? <laughs> like a normal character. Uh, so who who was it? Um, uh, Becky on Glee. Um, yeah, you know she has Down syndrome, and it's not danced around, but it also doesn't define her, right? She has a personality, <laughs> right? Like she 
she does things. Her life doesn't revolve around her disability. She's not, she's never a punching bag. It's like. Right. Like her defining characteristic is that she fits in with the uh, cheerleaders and cheerleading uh, coach because she is uh, just as much of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She's evil, which is, you know, and that's another thing, like. So there's this whole Hollywood thing where somebody who is disabled is maybe evil, which is troubling yeah, and bad. But in this case, it was like such a cute, like high school mean girls kind of evil that like that wasn't that. But that's definitely a thing that we also have a problem with. Yeah. Uh, and and the um, the inverse of that is a pretty disability where you have some you know, the beautiful 22 to 24-year-old white actress uh, portraying someone with a disability that is, well, not only something the actress doesn't have, but it's something that is not physically noticeable. So, oh, isn't it great, you know, that she's ridiculously hot and (laughs) deaf or whatever, because that doesn't make her look any different. So, therefore, she can be just as sexualized as any other protagonist. Right. And and if anything, that's like the ideal white man's hero, a, a, a beautiful blind woman, because <laughs> she she doesn't know how beautiful she is, which is, of course, what how women are supposed to be. They're supposed to be hot, but not know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just it's, it's all incredibly problematic. And so what that really annoys me is um, and we probably should have did this back when it blew up, but, um, Mm -hmm. Brian Cranston played, uh, a, uh, a wheelchair user in a recent role. And I forget what the award status of it was. And I kind of don't want to know because I don't want to encourage that behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but in, uh, Breaking Bad, the uh, actor who played his son, um, both him and the character had cerebral palsy and it didn't define the character it was just, you know, that he had it. And, like, it was only really brought up in um, one scene where, like, other kids made fun of him. And, like, the point of that scene was to show that Walt was on the other side of having snapped. And, like, you know, he beat up a bunch of teenagers. Right. <laughs> um, but other than... And who among us has not wanted to beat up a bunch of teenagers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so despite having that, you know, experience himself in a role that made him much more of a known name than it had been for um you know starring in malcolm in the middle (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and by the way i love the uh, idea that those are the same continuity (laughs) right (laughs) um you would think that he would understand that there's you know the difference between um acting and um this word that i'm only going to use once cripping up and that word comes from the disabled community because it's the kind of thing where like you alleged woke person should feel absolutely horrible hearing and saying that word because it is a criticism of you and your faux wokeness like if you if you think like you you know that blackface is wrong right right hypothetical person <laughs> I, I hope so if you if you're a listener of ours and you don't um think blackface is wrong i suggest you stop being a listener <laughs> yeah. of ours <laughs> if you don't see why um disabled cosplay 
is yeah. wrong. I'm not sure you understand why blackface is wrong and just know that society already decided that it's wrong. Yeah, and it it's it's also gross. Like I it, it it's it's fairly unbelievable to me that there are people comfortable um playing these roles like and, and and I mean, of course, it's Hollywood, so they're full of excuses. Like, mm. oh, well, you couldn't you couldn't get an actually mentally disabled person uh, to play a mentally disabled person because I don't know the script or something. Mm. But I don't know. I kind of suspect. Like, it's it's another one of those things. Like, you know, with reasonable accommodations, which are, by the way, the law. The law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you could probably actually have. Uh, people with disabilities play people with disabilities like right. especially especially like if you know you have a character in a wheelchair well i mean there are lots of people who use wheelchairs some of them are actors right oh but they're not a big name i mean maybe because you didn't let any of them be a big right name? like how are yeah. they ever gonna <laughs> it's 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 one of those chicken and egg things like apple doesn't invite enough women journalists to their events Right. It's like, oh, well, none of them is a big enough name. Okay, do you know why not? Right. Because you <laughs> you don't give them access. Yeah. You don't have to write disabled roles. You can just, you know, when you're casting your characters, like, it's okay if, like, you're coming up with your group of four friends for your next sitcom and the person who has the best chemistry with the other three you cast happens to be a wheelchair user. Like, you can just go with that. And, yeah. like, just adapt the character. Like, it's really build, not the end of the world. Build your sets to be accessible. And so that's one thing that Glee did get wrong, is yeah. they had a character in a wheelchair played by an able-bodied actor. And, like, I saw some quote, which was equally gross, somewhere that, mm. like, well, actually, he was one of the best dancers, so it was ironic. And it's like, no... <laughs> ironic is not the word you want there yeah it was ableist that's what it was yeah. it super was and there were only like two or three scenes where he even like walked or danced or anything so if you wanted a character in a wheelchair hire an actor who's a wheelchair user and dispense with that nonsense yeah so a lot of these stories are you know Horrible things to make able-bodied people feel better <laughs> um, because, you you know, disability is always framed as something that was conquered. Right. And so a lot of these are based on a series of truish events. And that usually is someone who was... Um, disabled by something or had um something that takes a while for it to onset and the common defense of that was you know well you know how are they supposed to do the first act of the movie when the character can walk and like <laughs> uh what one thing i love to bring up as a defense of this is that tom cruise is shorter than all mm -hmm. of his uh, co-stars in all yeah. of his movies and you would not know it from watching any of them because they use tons of 
just old-fashioned camera tricks, you know, him standing on a box out of frame or closer to the camera, right. like, literal, like, no special effects camera tricks. Yeah, like, they, they managed to do all that on The Lord of the Rings. Like, Elijah Wood is pretty short, and uh, the actor whose name I forget because I'm terrible, who played Gandalf, <laughs> is less short than that, less less taller than that, but, like, not, not, not quite as much as is portrayed on the screen. We have solutions for this sort of thing. Right. You know, it, there's... And especially in, you know, the CGI era. We just had two years ago a, a Star Wars movie starring a dead guy. <laughs> right there if if yoda can do a lightsaber fight like i yeah <laughs> I, I think we, we can probably manage a few minutes of the pre-disability character although again like maybe we don't need to keep doing that story yeah i uh, <laughs> i think enough uh fictional and semi-fictional overcoming disability stories right. have been told maybe now we can start portraying people with disability as 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 if as they were just people. you know regular people with lives yeah people who cheat on their wives or like steal a lot or you know whatever right it's just normal stuff just in any random role a you know infosec person who foils some international something or other you know whatever stupid movie crap yeah um, and since we said uh, wheelchair user a couple times in this episode, uh, if you're not aware, that is the preferred term because wheelchair users do not all 100% live in their wheelchairs, which I guess is shocking, you know, sort of a, a stigma that's been implied because the incorrect term used all the time is wheelchair bound. Yeah, that's a really shitty way of putting yeah. it, especially... And so societally, we have a whole weird thing about people in wheelchairs. And if, if you if you don't literally need a wheelchair, if you can walk even three steps, then you're some kind of faker, right. like, which is pretty. Or like, if you can drive a car, then you must not really need a wheelchair, even though those are fairly different activities. Right. You know, you can be a wheelchair user who is capable of operating a car without any modifications than parking in the handicap spot. Using the um, large amount of room next to the car that is there for this reason to walk around to the back or trunk, get your chair out, get in the chair and, you know, go up to the building and do whatever it is you drove there to do. Maybe if we had some representation in media where a character did this, right? people might be aware that this is a thing. But then we just have a person, right? <laughs> who, ha who happens to, and we can't have that. Your your disability has to be like central to your existence, right? And you definitely can't be the main character, except mm -hmm. in rare circumstances, and then you're played by you know a non-disabled actor. Yep. <laughs> who will get an award? Yep. <laughs> like the the worst part is that of all the shows not shown by Apple but mentioned during their event. <laughs> This is the one that people are talking about as sounds interesting. And it's like, mm. uh, really, though? I mean, well, I mean, they all sounded pretty terrible. So. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, they're going to be terrible. Apple allegedly Tim Cook said not to be mean. Right. Like, yeah. Good TV is mean. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> drama like, it's, is the essence of better, right? whatever that whatever that quote is. Yeah. 
drama's mean sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really unfortunate to do. Uh, and it could be so groundbreaking. Like, so it's always, I mean, of course, it all comes back to money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's always the excuse is, well, a movie without a big name at the front of it won't be marketable. And it's like, okay, first of all, like, wouldn't it be cool if your movie was like, the discovery of like some actor like right. that's g- generally considered really neat like if if <laughs> if this is you know the the role that introduced you know whoever um then people will talk about your movie even if it's kind of shitty uh from then on right but you know they have um oprah and spielberg and you know jj abrams and like they're not in their movies well oprah sometimes kind of is but you know yeah. like they're like your directors and writers and producing talent, you know, they can be your big name on a project like this and then introduce the world to a whole bunch of actors they've never seen before. Yeah. It's always so weird. Like, and I'm always, (laughs) I always look it up. Like we were watching the shape of water, which the main uh, character who isn't. Yeah. This is a good example too. (laughs) is mute and so i'm like is she really mute i mean (laughs) as far as i know her her sign language seemed fine uh of course i don't actually know sign language but no Um, she's not she's and also her signing was criticized for being oh was it yeah well you know why she's not fluent because she's not she's neither deaf nor mute like she she has no reason to be good at that right she's imitating it right which is kind of shitty. It's it's almost like doing an accent. Yep. And not like not like a a white person accent. That shit doesn't matter. <laughs> like 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 oh god, it's almost like uh, Mickey Rooney's character uh, in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Perfect example. I was gonna say it if you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> it really is. And uh, it it could have, and like the few scenes where she kind of did like talk a little bit because I don't know his magical fish penis or something were extra like cringy because again, she's like, it's a Mickey Rooney moment where she's like impersonating something that is not her experience. That is not her reality. Yeah. And it's a great movie. And I wish that that thing, that that one thing, which is a big thing had been better. Yeah. It gets back to punching up versus punching down here. And, you know, when you imitate stuff like that, it's imitation, it's making fun. Yeah. There's no quote-unquote sensitive way to do it. You're cosplaying someone's experience in a bad way. So after uh, one of Netflix's original movies was about people who intentionally blindfold themselves because something, something, if you see the monster and... Uh, spoiler warning, the real monster was the friends we made along the way or some shit. Um, Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And as a result of this, you know, the kids are memeing on the YouTubes and (laughs) trying to, like, make toast while blindfolded. And, like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Yeah. Could you maybe not? Yeah. Like... And and again, like, please understand the difference between, like, okay, like, 
my lights don't work, but my gas does because it's a hurricane and, you know, it's after midnight, so there's no sunlight anymore and I'm out of flashlights or whatever. And I successfully, you know, cooked something over fire with practically no light. You know, like that's, you know, like that's that's completely different than I put a blindfold on at 10 in the morning and um, got a bagel into the toaster and didn't cut myself. You know, like it's just so icky to like. I mean, it, it is not dissimilar from blackface still. And and again, if you don't know why blackface is wrong, I would suggest listening to, I don't know, Bright, Breitbart or something, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, somebody else who doubtless doesn't understand that. Yeah. The problem with acting out these disabilities is that when you finish the role, whether it's performative for your own sake or you know, in front of millions of people, the end is you saying either out loud to yourself, wow, it really sucks to be you, person with disability. Glad I can turn this off. Right. And it doesn't get much more condescending than that. Not really. Like, wow, your life must suck. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge not necessarily. Like, there... In in some ways, because of the ways we all are shitty, yes. But in in most other ways, being a person with a disability is just like being a person. Yeah. I don't have a joke to end it on. No, it's it's really uh, difficult to formulate a joke about something so just icky and wrong that needs to stop immediately. Yeah, just just let's pe all... people are terrible. Right. Let Let's all be better and care about accessibility and stuff. Now, if uh, you're one of the few unfortunate listeners who joined the show last week because we talked about Apple, um, this is what it's normally like. Although I will, <laughs> I, I will throw you a bit of a bone this week because um, so far I haven't heard anyone um, say anything informed about air power. So <laughs> we, we can give maybe four and a half minutes to this. The official word for uh, from Apple on the cancellation was something, something, heat, laws of physics, something, product, up to our standards. So here's how inductive charging works. <laughs> An inductive charging pad and the thing you're charging with it are functionally identical to an AC transformer, which is you have a... Um, you have a wound coil with an AC current going through it, uh, followed by an air gap, followed by another wound coil. And because of the ways that AC current works and because of the way calculus is a thing, <laughs> <laughs> when, when you have a differential in currents, you have a differential in magnetism and you can run the thing in reverse and uh, turn the magnetism back into an alternating current on the other side. And in the case of a transformer, the ratios of uh, uh, turns in the cabling is how you change voltages and that's uh, important for how our terrible power infrastructure works <laughs> and doesn't need to anymore. Um, mm. 
But incidentally, um, one of the problems with uh, AC as our uh, method of deploying power is that adjacent transformers talk to each other whether you want them to or not. And this phenomenon is known as um, leakage inductance. And so the thing about inductance is that it's a second-order differential equation, where a differential equation, for anyone who didn't suffer through four-plus years of uh, calculus, um, hmm. is an equation that is that contains its own derivative. So it's an equation that contains an equation that's based on its change in itself. And second-order just means that it also contains its derivative's derivative. And some of these don't have solutions. Like, it's just a fact of math that you can write this out and you can express it as a differential equation, but you can't get it back into something that, you know, is just simple first-order variables or something that doesn't take place in the complex-slash-imaginary plane. <laughs> yeah, it's fairly complicated. Um, and this is why I am... Very annoyed at people with computer science degrees or less calling themselves software engineers because engineering has some fucking requirements to it. <laughs> I've taken I took <laughs> no calculus in college, but my title is UI engineer. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> something that you might be more familiar with is an inductive stovetop. And the idea behind these is that you have a current in the stove that goes through a coil and you put a pot on top of it and the pot gets really hot really fast. That's kind of the problem with what Apple was attempting with air power. In a normal wireless, air quotes, uh, situation, you have um, a coil in the transmitter and a coil in the receiver and they're the only things that are a part of this equation, and they just sort of do their thing, and that's fine. The problem with what Apple wanted to do with air power was solve the problem with wireless charging that anyone who's used it knows is that there's a sweet spot. Right. And it's kind of annoying to, like, be slightly off or be on it, but then cats happened, and you wake up with a phone that's very warm and very not charged <laughs> beyond yeah. where you put it down. I've done that at least once, just <laughs> from flailing in my sleep. Yeah, this is why I prefer um, uh, slightly upright chargers, because then mm. at least it falls off completely, and maybe you'll hear that or at least <laughs> notice it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Apple wanted to solve this by having a two, and according to some reports, three-dimensional array of... Uh, transmitting coils and the problem with that is you know so you you run you know crap through the ios computer that had to be embedded in this for this to even be <laughs> remotely plausible at all you pick the one coil that is the closest to the sweet spot of the phone or whatever you put on top of it and you turn that on but the problem is that all your other coils are also antennas <laughs> So they're all getting hot. They're all receiving your magnetism and turning it back into current. And even if your um, electronic switching attempts to air gap them from your processor and other coils and 
you know, save that from frying. Um, this technology is based on air gaps being a thing. That's still yeah. where you're just pissing away energy and turning it into heat. So at the worst case, you're just wasting energy and you know you're pulling 15 watts out of the wall and putting four into the device <laughs> which is not great <laughs> and at the other end you're uh literally catching on fire <laughs> right you're melting your nightstand or burning your phone <laughs> and apple doesn't want to pull a samsung they made a lot of fun of samsung for yeah. that whole fire incident which you know rightly so <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I just wanted to get this down in recording so i could link to it when I hear every other show that comes out this week give some <laughs> hand-wavy, uninformed explanation. Yeah, I, I would definitely have done one of those. So. <laughs> I married a physicist. I only took mechanics. Although I did take the hard one so that I wouldn't have to buy another book. Good strategy. Always take the part <laughs> two and not buy the other book. Yep. And a uh, life hack for anyone who's still in college um, you can uh, go on the Amazon and buy the international editions, which just have a Chinese cover, but are otherwise the same book because lol, they don't translate. <laughs> and yeah. they're often soft covers. And if you have a two-part course or something like that, you can just cut them into smaller books and not break your back. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, I did that back in the day and it was, it was a pretty good strategy. Hmm. So that's why air power didn't happen. And yes, of course, you can find other uh, multi-device Qi chargers because they only align their multiple coils in one and a half dimensions, whereas, you know, they're usually along one axis and then they're slightly askew from each other to reduce this effect. And because you're only talking to at most two adjacent coils and you require a separation of three coils for charging multiple things at a time, you don't burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is what we're all going for. Yep. 